Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. At some point, I'll figure like we'll get an intro so I can stop saying no music, no intro. Um, We haven't got there yet, but we will. Another episode of Hashtag Saints Twitter Podcast. Um, As always, joined by by my boy Ryan. We... You know, just just getting through it, man. Just getting through this pan- pandemic the best the best we can. Uh, and it, it, there's a sense that football is is gonna happen. Like the NFL and the, and the NFLPA came to like an agreement in terms of like safety measures. Um, it's just it's just it's unprecedented, man. It's wild. Um, but we figure we get on rap a little bit and, and talk football because it seems like it's on the horizon. Uh, Baseball is back. The NBA starting on back on Thursday. It's 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 wild, man. And it's the world we're living in right now. Uh, but how you doing, man? Well, I'm good, brother. I'm just laying low, chilling. <laughs> you know, pandemic, whatever. It don't matter to me, man. Like I'm gonna be at home, be right. at home regardless. You know? Right. This is this is nothing new for us. <laughs> no, I'm shit. I'm good, man. Like, only thing I miss, like, I tweeted uh, like a week ago, man. I just want to go, like, sit in a movie theater with, like, some $15 popcorn. <laughs> Absolutely and, like, big, not. Big ass Coke and just, like, watch a good, just a stupid action movie. It could be, like, a Michael Bay, just ridiculous action movie. Then just go sit in, like, a Tex Mex restaurant and just eat some chips and. Salsa, drink just, salsa and drink some margaritas. Like just, just, and just not have to think about it. I just, that's like the first thing I'm gonna do, man. When whenever like a year from year or two from now, when all this shit is in thing, I just can't wait, bro. Like I just I'm so tired of this. But yeah, it is, man. And like, it's what? and it's funny because both you and me are I won't say we're introverts, but like we are kind of like stay at home, like lay you know lay low in the cut. You you yeah. know you're you're notorious for not going out when you're asked to go out. So while this uh, while this doesn't affect us tremendously, it's still like you said, just like if you just want to go out and just do something, you know, right. with your person or even fucking by yourself, like that's all gone. Like it's like there's nothing. Like there's nothing going on. Um so uh, first things first, I I I would be feel remiss if we didn't talk about and I wanted to bring him up last episode completely slipped my mind um but a couple of weeks ago I think at this point it's like three or four weeks ago um Tony Pauline on one of his podcasts or maybe it was yeah it was one's podcast pretty much said that for free agent current free agent Jadavian Clowney that on his list of teams his two teams that he would want to sign for are the Cowboys and the Saints. And that started getting traction and stuff like that. And then yesterday, you know, you basically had Michael Thomas basically saying after the whole Jamal Adams trade went down, him getting traded to the Seahawks, that, you know, if it's not about clowning to the Saints, he doesn't want to hear it, kind of just adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. I feel like this is it – w- it would be this year, right? Like, it, this would be yeah. the year – that the Saints would absolutely sign Jadavian Clowney to like a one-year, super crazy yeah. contract that fits under fits him under the Sally crap, and then football is canceled after like six games. Like it would, yeah. it would be the season. Like it would be our hey, luck. Oh, of course, it's gonna happen, man. We're gonna sign him, and he's not gonna do nothing for like the first two games, and everybody's gonna be like, "Where the hell is Clowney? What a bust." And then he's just going to go on a monster tear and the defensive line is going to be like the most dominant defensive line in the league. And then like something's crazy going to happen and the NBA is going to have to like, NFL is going to like postpone. <laughs> postpone until the further notice, man. It's like, what? I see it already. 
<laughs> this year, like it's it's where we joke about it, but it would be the most Saints Saints shit ever. Like ever. you could see us talking about this shit ten years from now. Like, man, remember the Corona, <laughs> the corona year? Man, defensive line was crazy. <laughs> we had the on paper probably the most talented Saints team <laughs> in <laughs> in history. Um. <laughs> Just but hypothetically speaking, you know, w- with good vibes and I guess with optimism, if he were to sign with the Saints, and let's say a full, whatever, full NFL season and playoffs, that all that happens, just the addition to him on the defensive line, and I know that he has his detractors and whatever, but he does things at his position and maybe not as consistently as as someone would like to see, but I still I don't know I don't know if you caught the the game when he was a Seahawk and he played against the 49ers where he oh yeah he they 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 he won that game for the Seahawks oh yeah like they and like if, if you even saw his stat line it wasn't that impressive from that game but you just all you had to do was watch the game and he was like he was he dominated you know, he was he dominated you know what I'm saying dominated but that's and what I, he's done that's that's been him since. College, really, like, right. if you watch just every snap of every game, you'd be like, oh, he's okay. But, like, if you could make a cut-up, and it's like, whoa, like, this dude here. And it's funny because he reminds me in some ways, not of, always, but some of ways. Marcus of Marcus Davenport, two, yeah. Two first. Yeah. Like, he's just, just the way he wins. He's a power guy. The way he wins inside and all that stuff. Like, that's you know, and how you kind of want more, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> like, so they're very similar. So if you just added him, oh man, like, it's, you know. It's, uh, half of, you know, you, you, you take, you take Clowney, you take Marcus Davenport and you kind of like, you put them into one person, like one player, like you combine them and you have the, the defensive right. end that, that you would want. <laughs> right, exactly. And with their injury history, like, hypothetically, if the Saints were to sign, sign them, it's, you would essentially be getting probably half of them, like, six games, right. six games. <laughs> like, like, you're going to get your – you're getting your one, your one right. player. Like, I, like I saw – right, like I saw somebody where, like, oh, you know, we, we might not have room. I'm like, trust me, they'll all have – they'll be needed at some point all at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with Clowney, you would have – you'll find yourself probably needing somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, so. yes, absolutely. Um, I just, you had tweeted earlier, just like if you, if you add them to the Saints, to that defensive line, and I know I'm a big proponent of you got to throw in so many of the, you know, if healthy, but yeah. you have, you would have Clowney, Anyamata, Rankins is healthy, Cam is He's going to give you everything, you know, you know, all yeah. he has. Um, and then you, you know, Shy Tuttle, Mario Edwards, who I forget is even on the team sometimes. Yeah, I, for, I forget all about him, man. <laughs> uh, Malcolm, else, Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. Brown. Malcolm Brown, I forgot all about him. You know, it's just the, the you know, Trigger Trey, who, you know, you know, for where he was picked in the draft, like, he's – He's a nice little player. Like he's, yeah, yeah. He's not, you know, he's not a, you know, he's probably not a starter, but he's that guy that'll come in and give you good pass rush snaps, especially late in the game. Then we got uh, old Zach Bond over there. We don't even know who we got with him. You know? Yeah, complete, completely unknown. And you, that's a defensive line where you can rotate, rotate NASCAR package. You know, yeah. shift Cam and and Jadavian inside. Like you can Ooh. do whatever you want. You know, from a defensive line standpoint, and just just put your hands behind your back and just tell them just to just to go get it. Just go, just go. You know, um, yeah, that would be like that would be just man, like that it would be illegal for us not to have a season <laughs> if they made that happen. Like that would just be terrible. Like, come on, screw them COVID deaths. <laughs> What a you know. Speaking of that, one of the wildest things—not wild, because I guess it's not that wild in 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 theory—but Lou Williams leaving the NBA bubble, telling the NBA <laughs> to leave the bubble. This man 
goes to a strip club to get some wings and to see some titties. Lou, <laughs> I get it. I, I ain't mad at all. <laughs> I ain't mad one bit. I just think that just highlights how difficult. And again, like the NBA has some type of, you can say if it's working or not, some type of structure in place where it's trying to just limit and, and reduce and, and, and the season for it. To, and, and they're just trying to finish the last half of the season and do the playoffs. Like they're not even yeah. trying to play a full season, which the, obviously the NFL is. Um, but it's just, just the <laughs> like people, pe- pe- even fo- athletes, you're expecting them to abstain from b- being athletes or being men or whatever. Yeah. And that's being human. Being human. And that's just hard. Yeah. That's rough. Um, it's, and you telling, you know, dudes worth millions and millions of dollars, dudes who pretty much do what they want. You know what I'm saying? For the grand scheme of things, they get to do what they want. You tell them There's they can't go in. Someone dying in your apartment? Oh no, that, <laughs> that's my wife. <laughs> she watching TV over there. She's like, oh. <laughs> somebody must have got killed on the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was worried. I was like, someone's dying in Ryan's apartment. This this man just pocketed. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you're, you're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, players with millions and millions of dollars who you're asking them yeah. just to be like a domesticated cat, basically. Right. Yeah. It's hard for us, like, just a regular dude to do that. But imagine, you know, if, you, if you're used to just doing what you want, you know what I'm saying? Rolling up to the strip club, you know, making it rain and getting you some fresh wings. And you know what I'm saying? Like, man, like that dude just wanted to live a little bit for a second, you know? Uh, the most hilarious thing, though, was like the cover up. Like, the, I don't know who <laughs> caught him, like the rapper, whoever he was with, like posted it. And then, like, he deleted the post. And it was like, oh, like, I'm just, I'm just missing Lou. Like, that was from an old pick. And <laughs> <laughs> like the match was from like a quarantine. <laughs> We're like, nah, that, nah, bro, that shirt is uh, brand new. <laughs> um, but I, and part of me does. Part of me's kind of upset. You know, I, I, I'll give the NFL credit to a small degree in terms of the. Con- I won't say they, they did make concessions with the with the PA um, to be able to, you know provide more player safety because initially like it just it sounded like the NFL was like man like if you know like if it dies it dies like if y'all get right. sick y'all get sick yeah. um and the players were weren't budging on that the players were were steadfast and they wanted some type of protection we even had uh, we as if I worked for the NFL um had their the first player opt out the the doctor from the Chiefs and yeah. he's like you know what I I I, I'm doing what I feel is important. He's not. He's not playing for this. He's not playing this upcoming season. Um, I just think it's. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know, there might be. You know, some star players even on the Saints or other teams. Not star, but like there's going to be some players that that are going to opt out. That yeah. are. It's going to hurt some teams. It's it's oh, bound yeah. to happen. Well, yeah, I, I could definitely see it, man. And uh, if you, I mean, just look at the numbers. You got how many you know, football players? Nineteen hundred or so. I mean, just do the math, you know, some of them have some kind of health issues, even though they are a uh, statistical anomaly, you know, football players in general, athletically and physically, they are a statistical anomaly. They still, you know, suffer some, a lot of the same health issues that we all suffer from. So, you know, it just won't be beneficial to them to take the field or take part in it. So, I, I mean, it's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? It's just going to be a weird season, man, going to, you know, and everybody's going to have to deal with it, you know. So however long the season goes, you know, my biggest thing is what happens when, like, the whole QB room gets uh, COVID-19 or, you know. Is there going to be a QB room? Or mm-hmm. will, all, will, like, play, like, position players, will they meet on Zoom? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, all this <laughs> stuff is just, like. It's just weird, man. It's yeah. just weird. But I guess since they're going to be getting tested every day for, like, the first two weeks, and so I guess, you know, they're going to be, you know, since they're going to be practicing together, I guess it won't hurt for them to meet together. But 
don't know, man. It's this is uh just unprecedented. There's no historical uh point in time we can look back and say, okay, this is what happened when this happened. No, we don't you don't know. It's no. just so anybody saying, oh, this is going to be fine, no. They don't know. No one knows. No one and knows. The, the players that get, you know, at least initially the players that are going to get hurt the most are undrafted free agents and late-round picks. Mm. Like, it, it's – like, we've – and we – I talked we, – we talked about this b- before when all this started. Like, it's almost – I won't say it's impossible. It's going to be it, – like, we've already seen it that, you know, I believe training camp rosters have to be at, like, 80. Yeah. 90, 80, and teams have started, you know, cutting players to get to that before training yeah. starts. And a lot of the players that are getting cut are undrafted free agents. Like, yeah, because it, it's like, what do you do? You know, I mean, you got to cut them down to eighty. So you, all you can do is cut. All you can do is play. I mean, teams have to go back and look at their scouting reports and look at their grades and cut the, you know, ten least graded players that they have on the roster. You know, that, that, and maybe that, those players could have turned out to be very good once they put on NFL pads and got an NFL scheme. They don't never know, but you can only go off the information you have. You know, so it's just a weird situation. So no preseason. I don't remember the last time there wasn't a preseason. Man, season, I, that's right. That's no, there is no preseason game. Like, think about like Devontae Harris last year. You know, and, man. You know, no, we're not gonna see Taysom Hill and uh, and Jameis Winston. Nope, no, nope, not, not the, not the, it's all going to be training. It's all going to be training camp. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these quote unquote battles on teams are going to be decided in training camp and that's it. And even then the training camp is not like the, the NFL has had, a, you know, like a harsher media policy for this training camp. So it's not like we're going to be getting a stream of tweets or there won't be fans at training camp to be able to give you, you know, analysis of what they saw. It's just going to be straight up, you know, the media will write something at the end of the training camp day and try to, you know, give you a rundown of what happened, which is fine, but it's just going to be different. It's going to be very different. It's kind of going to be kind of old school. Um, that, you know, that said, it's just – it's it's just wild. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can – it's just wild. How? Why are someone? Why is someone blowing fireworks on July twenty sixth? Why, God? Um. So I know we have a lot of LSU fans that listen to this podcast. So I, I guess we should hit, you know, hit on this topic of Jamal Adams getting traded yesterday from the Jets to, um, to the Seattle Seahawks for like for two first round picks, yeah, uh, and a third, and a third. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is such a Man. I mean, it's not like the Jets use their first round picks wisely anyhow. Yeah. But I would just say from a, a Seahawks perspective, like I and maybe I'm not as high on Jamal Adams as like the league is, and I might get people in my mentions, you know, LFU Homer, whatever. But like he's a a very, very good young player like a very very young safety but like to me that's a haul that a player like in in Dockway I can't even say his last name from the Jags should get as a a premium pass rusher you know what I'm saying like that is just weird to me like that's and the see I get again the Seahawks are going to use him all over the place yeah he's gonna ball I mean he's gonna ball for for sure Absolutely. But it's still like, like I, I'm trying to remember, what did Darius Lee command when he get, got traded to the Eagles? For the Eagles. It wasn't, it wasn't close to that. <laughs> it wasn't I close to that. And you know, I, that's and, a shutdown corner. And a, and a shutdown corner to me is, is always more important than, than a, a hybrid, strong safety. Yeah. You know, a hybrid, strong safety. Like, he's yeah, not he, even a – he's not even an Earl Thomas, like, deep safety. Yeah, he's not even a, a true free. And I, right. so, I just – and and then to give up two first round picks and a third, and he's gonna want to get paid like an elite safety. That's a that yeah. Is. Like I think he's good this year. He's probably gonna be quiet, but next year he's gonna want a contract. That's 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 and, a lot. Uh, okay, but <laughs> behind all that, like behind all that, because bro, go get your money. I don't care. Like who you think? But what's weird to me is just like the leverage, like 
Seattle had to know the Jets were trying to get rid of him because he just he came out with the comments earlier. It, this day it was like it was like two days before, like he dro- right, he like, dropped okay, the, like, the he dropped track with, this with track with the going to Adam Gase, you know. <laughs> and he already said that he wants to trade. He wants to trade. So why not? Like, what was the hurry to hurry up and get it? Like, you got this long training camp, this whole build up period. You got time. Like, you no, know, it won't no football be getting played until like mid September. Like, why rush? You know, like, why not just wait and just see, you know, and just keep working the Jets until you can get something better? But, man, it's the Seahawks, you know? I, I'm just kind of mad. I'm like, I wish we got more for the Jimmy Gray, Jimmy, Jimmy Gray. <laughs> right? Like, speak, it's it's funny. The This trade, the, the Seahawks trading for Jamal Adams reminds me of when Jimmy Graham was in his prime and completely tearing up teams that, which is, this, now, this people who maybe are listening to this, you know, who don't remember the, the prime Jimmy Graham, you know, prime years, is that he was so dominant that the Bucks spent a top 10 pick on Mark Barron yeah. simply because they wanted someone to stop Jimmy Graham. Like, that, like, that's how insanely Graham good was when he was with the Saints. It reminds me of that in that to the like to the Seahawks they're like okay we got our Kittle stopper like yeah got our a player that can match up with Kittle in the run game and in the pass game and maybe like nullify him when we play the 49ers which I I'm not trying to downplay the significance and the importance of that but the price that they paid to do it still is very confounding to me like it's yeah yeah that I mean it's a lot but you know the way if you want to look at the Seahawks draft the last couple of years, like they don't, they don't really knock anybody. You know, they don't blow anybody away with their first round picks in either. You know, so yes, that's, that's true. I guess they maybe they just kind of looked at it like, hey, let's just get a good player in the building, which is not a bad strategy. You know, what I mean, just collect good players. They need it, especially on defense. And you know, I still think you know, I think Seattle. You know, I think they're one of the like top five teams as far as it's going to be in the mix at the end of the season. You know. Baron is one and all that stuff, but I mean, um, yeah, for sure. I, I, to me, that it's just because it's because of number three, man. Like I, I never yeah, count, yeah. I never count them out I, because I of mean, him. Dude, he's ridiculous, and they got, I mean, they got a nice offense, man. Like if you look at the offense, it's not bad. Like it's <laughs> they got some weapons, and if they they, get, I mean, they do, like it's. We say this when people say this every year about them. Like you have to kind of ignore the offensive line, but yeah. you know they've been making that work since how long now? Like it just. They know what's bad, and, and Russell still does his thing, so. Exactly, exactly. But uh, the defense is not what it used to be. Yeah, they're the pass rush, seriously lacking. You still have – they still have – Oh, yeah, have no pass rush. None. Unless they get clowny back. I mean, if you go look at the names on their uh, depth chart on the defensive line, it's like, who? They – they so it, they have – let me see. I know they have Puda – Puta Ford, they they have good players in terms of run stopping, but like yeah, you know, yeah, get out the passer, nothing, 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 nothing. And you saw that last year, you know. Um, but how do you look at it, you know, from the Jets' perspective? Like, to, I, I, it's a hundred, it's a full win for them, like a hundred percent a win in terms of the draft compensation that they got back. But like, it's how- it's a win for the next coach next year. <laughs> and, and if uh, McDougal, whatever his name is, McDouglas, the GM, if he's still there, it's a win for him too. Uh, for Adam Gates, I mean, maybe he liked it because he got a player that he doesn't like or they doesn't like him out the building. So, but, you know, Gates, Gates won't be there. You know, Gates won't be there in a year or two. You know, he's just, he's just not a good head coach, man. Like we saw it, like we saw it with the Dolphins, you know I mean? It's not like he had an awful run with the Dolphins, but, you know, his his whole thing was coming to the Dolphins, like, oh, he's this QB whisperer. He got Jay Cutler right. He worked with Peyton Manning. That's Peyton Manning's boy, and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill saw no growth with him that entire time. Then Ryan Tannehill leaves, go to the Titans, and, you know, played himself into a mega QB deal. Same you know thing Same thing for, uh, for Kenyon Drake. <laughs> He yeah, goes. He Drake goes. was a jag. He was a just another guy, you know. Even though when, I was, when he was in Alabama, he was like a nice little piece. Correct. Was a, a jag with the uh, Dolphins, and 
literally like the week after he gets traded to the Cardinals, he goes off. Goes off the uh, against the Seahawks or the 49ers. I can't remember. It, it I believe it was. I believe it was the four. I want to say it was the 49ers. I think it was the 49ers. I mean, he went off, man. And and he and he got franchise tag. <laughs> yeah, he got a transition tag. Transition tag. Yeah. He got transition tagged and is making a nice. Healthy, you know, healthy sum for, you know, I think he's making like nine million, ten million for running yeah. back or something like, which is that's 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 high. <laughs> that, yeah, man. Uh, we, you we know, are keep, not the Jets. <laughs> no, we hashtag. It's so funny because me and you still use that hashtag, and I can almost guarantee you, no one under, <laughs> no one knows where it comes from. Shout out to former Saints linebacker and former Jet, Jonathan Vilma. Vilma. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I forgot the context, but all I remember. I don't even remember the context it was. But all I remember him saying is, we are not the Jets. I I don't remember what it was, man. And this was back when he was still on the team. So this was a while ago. And to this day, we still say hashtag we are not the Jets, bro. Yeah. Um, speaking of Adam Gase, you know, we, you know, Devontae Parker, like he was kind of like a muddling receiver, yeah. didn't know, like, you know, I always, I loved him coming out of Louisville. That's the player I wanted the Saints yeah. to draft over Pete. And, you know, he had his up and downs in Miami and then Gase leaves he just blew. He just blossoms. He's. Yeah. I, I remember he. Well, week seventeen, week sixteen, he gave Stefan Gilmore cooking him the business. Cooking him. <laughs> Gilmore had no answers for Devontae Parker. Uh, he. Uh, it's just the metocracy uh, in the NFL. Adam Gates was cool with Peyton Manning, and that's la- and that has lasted him what six yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that just shows you, man. It's it's a it's a ridiculous business, man. Like um, like it was Michael Lombardi that said, it's not you know, it's nothing to do with talent or coaching or nothing like that. It's just politics. Just who, who you know. know, who you know, the good old boy network. You know, your media connects and your agent connects and all that stuff. Get your name out there. You know, owners. You know, people think these owners are super smart people, and huh. you know they might they might be smart depending on what industry they work in, but they just like us, man. They look at the media. They're like, hey, why is this? Who's this guy? He has a hot name. You know, let's bring him in. <laughs> why is everybody talking about this guy? You know? um, so, you know, we kind of touched on, on training camp a little bit. Um, I know that, that Nick, I think this evening tweeted just like how training camp's going to even unfold. Do you want to just talk about just the – semantics and just uh, of how it's all going to go down yeah. with your training camp for this season? Yeah, so it looks like, uh, you know, the start is on the 28th. Uh, and then, like, from the 28th through the 31st, it's basically just going to be, like, virtual meetings and COVID testing. And then, like, beginning I, of August. I think it's going to be fascinating to see, like, how – it wouldn't shock me with all this COVID testing that's upcoming if we if there's, like, a lot of large number of players that – not a large number, but oh I, yeah, there's going to be some positive tests from some some upper echelon players. That's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I can guarantee yeah. that. Just just based on just based on statistics, it's just yes. going to be a fact. So you know, it, just like with the NBA for when they first did their first testing, there were like ninety something players or something that had it could have been more than that that had uh they tested positive. So I mean, I would I would guess that they're going to be a plus players that test positive on the first week. So you know, prepare yourself for that people, you know, and it's going to be players, you know, so, you know, but once you get past that part, you know, those guys get quarantined and then you can kind of work with, kind of work with, work with your way, way through. And then August, they do the physicals and all that stuff. And then uh, from the third through the 11th, they have this, you know, it's very regulated ramp up period into, uh, you know, strength and conditioning and, you know, meetings and on-field conditioning and all that stuff. Still no football being played, you know. And really, you won't see football starting until, like, August 12th. That's the ramp-up period. And then they don't they don't get on starting on August 17th. So that's when the padded practices start. They only have 14 padded practices 
throughout this entire through, throughout that entire period. So you you know, okay. So you know the coaches ain't gonna like that shit. But. Padded practices August August seventeenth. The season starts what September something twentieth yeah. something. Right. As some, not even someone who ever played anything professionally. J- and I've I've said it on the podcast before, but the number of injuries that's gonna happen is, it's just it's just bound to happen. Like, yeah, you're you're asking professional athletes from like to take their bodies from basically. We and I'm I'm surprised we haven't seen. I mean, we saw a little bit with the NBA, but I think obviously the NBA is less strenuous on the body compared to football. But you're taking you're asking athletes to take their bodies from like not like from a position of stopping but not the same type of ramp up with training camp and practices and off season OTAs, mini camps, blah, 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 blah. And then you're just going to ask them to be like, all right, here's a, here's basically a month of training camp and then go out and play actual football games with no preseason. Yeah. Like that is, Ugh. that's, that's dangerous, man. <laughs> like, when they, when they do get to week one, man, it's going to look, I don't have no idea what we're going to see. Like, is it going to? Are they going to be rusty? Will offense? Some people are saying all oh, the uh, defenses are going to be ahead of offenses. Some people say offenses are going to be ahead of defenses. It could just be sloppy all over. Then you got to think of like, uh, you know, the preseason. That's how the NFL uh, pretty much practices having football games. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, with the refs and everybody that works and, in the stadium and, and, and whatever, like the, and whatever the new rules or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah they, they, you got to think about the refs. I'm sure they're going to be at training camp uh, trying to get some work in, but you know, I mean, imagine the refs. It's not like they've been have, having a hell of a job <laughs> lately anyway. So you imagine rusty refs coming into the season. So man, I, I just said, Ooh, Lord, that first. <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm just expecting some ugly mess, man, at the start of the season. Like, screw anybody trying to predict a win, who wins week one or whatever. It, it doesn't – that prediction means nothing because we don't know what's going to happen week one, man. Like, you, we don't know what we are going to see at all. At all. No clue. No clue. And, like, um, like imagine any rookie playing football mm. this year. Like – you just, you just like I. Some positions are are easier to, to you know to transition than others, but imagine being a rookie wide receiver going coming into an offense, kind of trying to learn, you know, an NFL offense in a very yeah. kind of not you know you're not getting the same on the field experience, or even imagine how it's going to be for Joe Burrow, T, you know, Tua Tagovailoa, um, who yeah. else on this? And that's a quarterback. I don't. Uh, well, Jordan Love ain't gonna start, but like. It's just, it's, man, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. tough, man. Like, you know, you just can't simulate real game reps. Like a preseason, like, like practice, training camp, even those scrimmages at training camp, you know, I watch those all the time. It's, that's, it's not similar to preseason, you know. Nope. They usually don't tackle to the ground. You know, they're not trying to, you know, really – dig into a player when they hit them, you know, you know, they see the same guy over and over and over and over and over again. So you're not really seeing things really mixed up. So man, week one, man, I, it is going to be something, boy. It's going to be something. And rookies, you know, they're really going to have to show, you know, it's really going to take like the real intelligent rookies, yeah, like super man. intelligent to really shine you know i wouldn't expect any rookies to really blossom early in the season it's probably going to be late in the season however far we get until you see rookies really start to shine especially like wide receivers and cornerbacks and obviously quarterbacks obviously it's just going to take time and again getting back to our first point the, (laughs) the saints have easily Easily, I would say the deepest roster in the NFL, like without question. Easily. And if there is if there is a season where you need a deep roster, like this is the season for it. And we just we just don't know, man. Like, like with their depth at some of the positions, they they have they could 
go down players in some positions and be like, okay, like this is like, you know, still not that bad. Like they can still right. do some damage and we don't even know how long that's going to last. Oh. Oh. But uh, then you got, I mean, not only the COVID-19 thing, but injuries happen. You know, they just happen every year. But the Saints, like we said, they have a deep roster that should be able to absorb those hits. But still, you know, even with a deep roster, I mean, cornerback, you know, you got to be careful there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, Janoris or, you know, Marshawn gets a, you know, a thigh. A, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he gets a, a thigh. Uh, you know, tightness with, you know, with his, his hamstrings, which, you know, he, he's, you know, had issues with dating back to, you know, at Ohio State. And that's probably, you know, that's a big reason why he fell in the draft was, you know, because yeah. of that. And then what? Because <laughs> yeah. I remember you texting me, I think it was last week, you were watching the, the Falcons, you know, game where Calvin Ridley, <laughs> poor PJ. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> He was cooking PJ, <laughs> so they put let him on him. They bitch PJ and say, yep. "Okay, let's go, Crawley. Let's go to Crawley Clamps. <laughs> Crawley gonna do uh-uh. Crawley Coffin. He cook Crawley. <laughs> that has to be as a head coach or as a coach of like not just a head coach, but like I can't imagine how frustrating that is." <laughs> Like you know how you know how we as fans like we take it like how frustrating yeah. we get like I can't imagine being like a head coach and seeing it like this motherfucker <laughs> when you have no answer you know none 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 um so you know so that's like that's a position like I can't look, Janoris goes down Lattimore goes down like who who is the next outside corner like who who's the next they don't have any they don't have any you got P Rob. PJ, you know, CJ, you know, maybe he can, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's not very, it's, it's, yeah, for, for them being as, as deep as they are, and that's why, I, I, I get it, people weren't the biggest Eli Apple fans, but, like, I was yeah. on board with bringing him back just for depth, like, man, like, like, just for depth, just have him in there, you know, you know, because he did, you know, he did his thing from time to time, you know. Right. He's, so. he's might not who you want starting outside for 16 games, but, like, to come in for, you know, four or five games, he, you know, he, he does his job. Yeah. So that's that's a position as, as good as they are. It's definitely – it got question marks regarding, like, the depth because just thinking about that, like, it's, it's, it's a scary proposition. Like, it gets, yeah. it gets spooky <laughs> just thinking about it. Knock on wood, hopefully, you know, you don't have to worry about that. But most of the other positions, they're pretty deep in, man. Like, offensive line is always kind of thin. But, I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, they got Will Clapp. They have, uh, I forgot my boy's name, uh, Eason. Uh, you know, they got the rookie they signed. You know, they they always kind of thin that tackle. And I know Pete can move over there. But, I mean, that's kind of overrated to me. Yeah, because he's not good oh, outside. Oh, oh we, you know they got Pete, and you know, he's just very versatile. Like I, I just, I, just, I hate him. <laughs> outside, like what are y'all talking about? Like, what good is versatility if you're fucking terrible at it? Like, stop it. <laughs> and people he's not a good left tackle. <laughs> no. Yes, he could line up at left tackle. Okay. Yes. Although. Was it the preseason game? I don't remember what game it was. I think it was a preseason game. Speaking of going, going back to Clowney, he made Pete look terrible in like a oh, preseason man. game we played against. Yeah, him. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. We were digging on Pete ass. And it's it's crazy how <laughs> the game that ends the Saints season. We're also still on Pete, and they still on Pete. To be fair, though, when you look at the tape, everybody was ass on the offensive line. Yes. Like everybody yes. got work. Everybody did. <laughs> every, every single one of them. Every single one of them. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's easy to pick on him because he's an easy target. But yes, yeah. Uh, Tyron, everybody. Everybody. Down the line, even uh, Ramchek. You know, he, he even got worked. So. 
Um, but we'll we'll see how it all plays out, man. It's just yeah, but it's happening. Football is back. Yeah. <laughs> I say that, and then I make the you know the face of the little little white kid that I make all the time in real life. Just some mm, just <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Um, but I mean, today is what you know. Fo- training camp basically starts. And like couple, I mean, starts quote unquote, in like a couple of couple of days. Yeah, yeah. But I guess as far as football, we won't be hearing anything for like maybe two weeks. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to be a lot of info coming out. They they haven't even signed the rookies yet. Although I expect the report to just drop. You know. Yeah. Like I just want to drop it. Like all rookies have been signed. You know? Can we? Can we? <laughs> can we stop with this? Please. Like... Please. <laughs> Like, I don't care. People are still reporting rookies signing their their contracts. Like it's a big deal. Like, <laughs> like I guess it makes sense if it's like a top five pick or something. Like okay, I I, guess. I, I, I still don't fucking like it. Does, but like, I, know I don't care. Stop. It's only news when they don't sign. Like yes, like you know, when Joey Bosa holding out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's news. Right, but other than that, it's not Stop. news to me. I don't care. Just. Stop like, reporting. That at the bottom of your column somewhere, you know. Oh, oh, oh I don't know. I guess <laughs> just, that's one of my pet peeves, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, I hate it, man. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been screaming about that since like this, like since the, when they instituted the rookie wage scale, and then year after year after that, they still report these rookie signings like it's breaking, breaking news, breaking news. A rookie signs his contract that he was always going to sign. Okay. <laughs> He's forced to sign. <laughs> There's no negotiation. You know? um, before, before we go, um, what's one thing we, we talked about this last time. Is there anything that, that, you know, worries besides a pandemic taking place, anything that worries you upcoming about the saints in general? Like just something that's just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, really, I just want to know about injuries. I want to know where uh, Marcus Davenport is. You know, is he one hundred percent? From what I've heard, he should be ready to go. Uh, I think Rakins should be ready to go. Like if you look in, he had what work he had done this year. It was extensive. Ooh. So I'm really, really interested to see where he is. As far as his injury, I want to see where Alonzo uh, is as far as his, his injury. So, you know, that's what I'm really interested to see is just injured players are with their rehab, if they're ready to go day one or, you know, who's going to be on that infamous pup list that we're going to constantly have to, that, you know, Nick, Nick Underhill is going to get asked 20 times a day, you know, when kill a player, come off pup and all that stuff. <laughs> So I'm, that's all I'm really waiting on. I want to know. I, I want to know what the roster really looks like at the day. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I, I guess it's not a work. I guess it kind of goes in the same vein along with that. You hit the the defensive players, which they're obviously vital. But I look at it is if. If there's a healthy Avin Kamara back, and he's back, like I'm, like it doesn't have to be, you know. I know people marvel his rookie season, but man, his second season, he he was out, and I saw him. I think I saw him play his second season. Was that the first season? Um, His second season was still absolutely phenomenal, and in terms of what he did, um, I remember very vividly. Wade Phillips in the first half of the NFC championship when the offense was struggling and basically every, every, every play on offense was like a, a jerk route option route to Kamara. Um, Corey Littleton didn't have any answers for him. The Rams, no didn't have, the Rams didn't have any answer for him. Like, and I remember the, adjust, I remember the adjustment that Wade Phillips made in the second half. He, he got his, you know, he, his defensive line, like to start chipping on album yeah. before he went on his route. Yep. And I and I try and I I put away my I put my bias to the side when I say this and this is someone that 
as me, I've watched a lot of football. When he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the NFL. And I'm not, I'm not saying really? running back. He's one of the best entire players in the NFL. And that is not hyperbole. So if he's, if you take a healthy Alvin Kamara and you add him to this offense where you have Mike Thomas, who is a top three wide receiver in the league, you, you finally got help with Emmanuel Sanders. You got Jared Cook, who for sure came on later. You know, he – you know, he was looking like the shits early in the season. Bro, bro like I went back and looked at some of his snaps uh, late last season, and he was like he was doing some Jimmy Graham type yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, he was in the seams. You know, I mean, Drew still was playing with the little thummy thing, so we don't know what that means how he's gonna look this season. But man, if Drew back to slinging it this season, and man, him and him and Jared Cook don't no, cook. Man, that that. That Niners game, whoo, whoo. Oh, man. I mean, we already know if he, if he, if they didn't take him out, oh, like they, like they did PT Cruiser. <laughs> you know what? Think about that game when we would have, the Saints would have won that game, man. It's funny. I get into an argument with my girl because she was like, "That wasn't a dirty hit," and I'm like, "You know what? Come on, <laughs> stop it." Come on, Dante Hittner. No, I'm talking about Kittle. Oh, you're talking about Jared Cook. But but still, yeah. Yeah. It was a football hit, but, you know, afterwards they were like, yeah, you know, thank goodness that dude ain't coming back. (laughs) They didn't Um, have an ass for him. They didn't. They they had no – and it's it's so crazy. Like, I know we talked about this in the last pod episode, like – I saw that game and I just went in thinking like the Chiefs and and Travis Kelsey was just going was just going to cook them and it yeah. wasn't the case. But no, they had no answers for him. So you take you take a rookie or a second season Alvin Kamara, you throw him back in this offense. I don't. Besides having a, a offensive line performer similar to the Vikings, like I don't know how you stop this offense. I really don't. Yeah. If you if you have Alvin back to him being himself, I I don't know how you stop it. Yeah, I was I was on the uh, the end zone podcast with my buddy Eric. He had me on to kind of talk NFC South, and you know he was he he was like, okay, you know, kind of sell me on the Saints offense. And when I went to just running it down to him, you know, you start with Drew Brees, then you got Mike Thomas, Manuel Sanders. That's your number two. He was a fan of a uh, Trey, but I do Trey of. Uh, Traquan? Traquan, Traquan, Traquan Smith. Let's say Traquan Smith kind of turns the corner as like a 700-yard receiver, which is not out, of, not out of the realm of possibility, you know. You got Traquan. Then you got Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Smith. I wish, who, shit. <laughs> who, wants to, uh, who wants to take off into the, uh, you know, take part in the offense a little more. Then you got Taysom Hill, who we always forget but who is a legitimate pass-catching weapon and running back weapon. Legitimate. Then you got Alvin Kamara. Oh, Latavius Murray, the dude had, like, what, three 100-yard rushing yards, 100-yard uh, rushing games last year, like, while uh, Kamara was hurt, you know, and he can catch out the backfield. Oh, and you got, like, Ty Montgomery, you know, who is, like, you know, a decent pass-catching running back. Then you got Jared Cook, Adam Troutman, Josh Hill. And you got a good offensive line. Like, like if Drew Brees, it just, bruh, like, pop that AZH, steroids, whatever you got to do to keep that arm running, like, the offense could cook, and you have a defense. Yes. So, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, and it's funny, too, because you you and I don't really get excited about like the season started and, and stuff like that anymore. Like it's it's just like oh hat to us. But if there's one season, I'll never enter a stage of depression because of a football team ever again. But if there's one football a, a Saints football team that will excite us in terms of the potential, it's this one. Yeah. It's this one. Yeah, it's, it's and, no okay. question. And of course it happens this year. <laughs> This year, out of all years, like why, why, man? Why, it's, it's, why can't it's, we just enjoy this? It's, it's it's probably for the best. Maybe it's God's way trying to keep us 
you know, yeah. <laughs> disconnected. The only way I truly let loose, though, man, if they make it to the Super Bowl. If they make it to a Super Bowl, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course, I'm letting yeah. loose because that's just like you. You gotta be thankful as a sports fan when your yeah. team makes a championship. You just gotta be thankful to. and enjoy it, man. Yeah, like, you, not everyone's like Greg, like, and you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, Greg, like, oh, it's just another game. We already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm kind of tired of them ruining. So, you know, you know, Greg is. But uh, yes, yes, you know that is, that is true. But um, we'll see what happens, man. Um, as quote unquote training camp begins underway, we'll we'll start putting some more episodes out. The goal is if there is well, though, there's going to be a season, um, for sure. We don't know how long it's going to last, but there's a hashtag Saints Twitter Fancy Football uh, League and have some fun, you know, with some of the listeners. Uh, I, th- I think Ryan had played like in two of the leagues that you know, <laughs> Nick and I did back in the day. And I think you had the first pick as well. Yeah. And did you take Shady? I want to say you took Shady and you like regretted it. Was it Shady? Whoever I, it was, I think he got injured like the first game or something. <laughs> I just remember you being hot. Um <laughs> But we, you know, our plan is to to you know have have fun with it. We have some more things in the pipeline down the you know down the line. Like I said last week, it's only or last time we recorded, only Ryan and I would start a football podcast during a during a pandemic. But yeah, but here, but here we are. But with that, we just wanted to touch base, have some fun, put an episode out. Um, we're not gonna, you know, we think we hit on everything we hit on. Uh, yeah. For people who were reaching out to Ryan, like worried about my safety because I wasn't on Twitter for a bit, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I took a little Twitter detox, um, you know, and I just think in, in a time like this, it's, it's just necessary to just get your get your mental right, as as Marshawn said. Um, but I'm back in in stuff, you know. So, well, I appreciate it. That was that was that was kind because I know people were hitting, hitting him up. Um, so with that, we're going to get out of here. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at ThatBoyWolf. Um, with that, we're out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.